what are the pros and cons of what's going on in the market right now? I said, just be honest with me. What What do you think? We speak on a probably every three days or so weekly basis. But he said, I like what I'm seeing. It's leveling the playing field. Welcome to the Right Club Podcast, where the focus is on helping you, the real estate investor, advance to the next level. And now let's join this week's hosts and share ways for you to customize your life. Hello, Right Club Nation. This is Danielle Saint-Jean, one of the co-founders. Before we get started, I wanted to ask you a quick question. Have you checked out The Rock yet? What's The Rock? Well, it's the Right Club online community, a place where you can go to find your real estate investing and business answers and network with like-minded people. We have interactive forums, all the podcast episodes, and hours of videos with a wide range of real estate investing, training, and education, and much more. It's free to join, so be sure to come grow with us at therightclub.com. Now, on with the podcast. Right Club Nation, welcome back to another awesome week of the Right Club podcast. I'm Sarah Larby, and today my co-host is the wonderful Francois Nantier. How are you, buddy? I'm good, good. Thank you very much. So being wonderful, I like it. <laughs> How about you, <laughs> wonderful Sarah Larby? <laughs> You know what? I am doing well. You know, I, I had a great time talking to Mel and Dave Zupri, who have been on our podcast in the past, but we talk about Mexico and buying in Costa Rica and going into the US. And, you know, in a market where there's a lot of changes, it is important to diversify, look outside, have exit strategies for sure. But we talk about how to invest your money outside of the country. And uh, they've, uh, they've, they have built a great portfolio already in, uh, in the last year in Mexico and Costa Rica and now going into the US. So, you know, what is new and exciting before we bring in Mel and Dave, what is new and exciting in in your world? Yeah, so I've also joined the Costa Rica bandwagon as some of you know and will know. I'm also looking at Belize and Alberta. I'm expanding quite a bit. So pay attention to what Mel and Dave share. Alberta is a hot spot. Texas is on my radar. So lots of new things, but the most exciting one is my new Vespa. So you might see me on my red moped somewhere on a highway but anyway that's new and exciting <laughs> amazing amazing i i think for me you know just building out the retreat the resort we've got a, a, a retreat at the resort happening in august nice which is open you know i don't know by the time it airs if there's gonna be any tickets left but if you guys are interested send me an email is going to be the best retreat for real estate investors ever I'm organizing it with Harry James. But, you know, aside from that, you know, Costa Rica is on my list. I'm currently negotiating something as well. And who knows? I mean, I feel like recently I've bought a bunch of stuff in Hamilton and Welland uh, still. Congrats. Still kind of, and uh, yeah, no, you know what? It's, uh, it's been fun. And uh, at the end of the day, though, I, by the time you guys are hearing this, I'm probably going to be on the lake, not doing a whole lot. So I, I do a lot for like, I would say... October to April and then they kind of shut it down. That's <laughs> perfect. I, Enjoy I'm life. Higher up one year, you know? You're customizing your life. Just that's that's our slogan. That's the whole point of doing this. So yeah, you know what? It's uh I don't want to do nothing for the entire year and I don't want to be busy for the entire year. Nope. So to me, this is my customization. But you know, and, and right club nation, feel free to customize your life and let us know how you are customizing your life. Maybe there's some great ideas out there 
And uh, if you are interested in being a guest on the podcast and you've been a longtime listener, you're part of the Right Club Nation and the Right Club community, let us know. Let us know about your story. We'd like to feature some fresh some fresh faces and, and voices and, you know, definitely like learn from so many people around, you know, around Canada um, and potentially outside of Canada. But on that note, uh, don't forget to leave a rating and a review and check us out online. We have lots of events in the fall. We are going back to in-person events yeah. as well. So check out the rightclub.com. Go to the calendars event section and everything will be there on that note. Let's bring in Mel and Dave Dupuis. Hello, everyone, and especially welcome investor Mel and Dave. I'm really excited to have you guys on, and we have a bit of a special relationship, so it's, I'm glad to hear about what you're up to, what's new and exciting with you guys, and welcome. So I heard something about Costa Rica a little while ago. I've seen it on social. Could you tell us more maybe about what's happening there? Yes, and, and hello, thanks for having us. Um, yes, yeah, so Dave and I, uh, about the past year or so, we've been working on uh, diversifying our portfolio. Of course, we have a lot of properties here in Canada, but we're applying the strategies of, of, of uh, buying through creative financing uh, and no joint venture partners in different countries as well. And, and yes, we just came back from Costa Rica. We stayed at one of the places that we had purchased when we're still here in North Bay with a lot of a whole lot of snow here and negotiating um, a creative financing deal. That is really cool. So can I ask a question? Because I think, you know, with, with the market and the economy and the uncertainty and what the government's going to throw our way, you know, and all that stuff, I'm seeing more and more people invest elsewhere. You know, why is that important for you? And why do you think that somebody might want to consider that as well? Like, what was your thought process along the way? Yeah, great, great question, Sarah. And I agree with you. Um, as things start to tighten up a little bit here in Canada, people are kind of going outside of the, the border. Um, so the, the the beautiful thing that we thought about Costa Rica is USD dollars, right? So it's a tropical place, it's a vacation place, and the, the lift that we're going to be creating is in USD. Um, Costa Rica, beautiful thing. Actually, it's Mel and I were just negotiating. Well, I shouldn't even say negotiating. Back and forth with the realtor. One of the places we just closed a couple of weeks ago, um, someone else is interested and we're, we're looking at maybe selling and already getting a lift and we're looking at the capital gains there, which I had looked at a while back. It's 15%. 15. Wow. 15, 15 <laughs> One, five, and then you might have to add 2.5. So let's say even 17.5%. I'll take that all day, every day. I'm, I'm going to become a flipper in Costa Rica. <laughs> right? So like 50% versus 15%. So, yeah, so that's the thing. That was the, well, that was one of the reasons that attracted us. Costa Rica, we just love it. They're, they're very parallel to, <clears throat> I should say, Canada and the States in their structure, right? Their structure, their government is very, very parallel. People think that investing other places is scary. Well, it, it's a, it's a uh, democratic country. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's not as scary as people make it out to be. The um, 15% is obviously beautiful, USD. Um, so that was the reason we're doing it in Mexico as well and in the U.S. But a lot of it is, again, diversifying in our, in our lane, right? Again, we know the real estate lane, no, uh, none of our own money, no joint venture partner, real estate in different places while making that USD uh, money and then we can buy anywhere, right? Yeah, and I think this is something sometimes it, people progress to as well. Some people may feel comfortable going different areas right away and, and, and 
I certainly didn't at first because I wanted to learn how to do it a little closer to home. So it's just, it's a comfort level, but it's also a, a nice goal for people to set themselves to as well, right? Okay, maybe I'll buy a few places um, in Canada and then I'll go to the States and then, you know, then I'll buy a place where I can, well, I have to go and visit it once in a while, right? To check up on it. So we have that benefit as well. Well, yeah, what a shame checking up on your house in January. Darn. Life is <laughs> tough as an investor, isn't it? It's funny how it always falls in that January to March uh, period. Yeah. Right? Anyway. Got to check up on the roof and who knows what's going on there. You need to check the pool. So mm. I'm super curious. You guys are all about OPM. How did you fund those OPM deals in Costa Rica? Because it, it's a bit of a tougher market. Financing is not super available. So mm -hmm. you have to be creative. So somebody is as creative as you guys i'm sure you found some awesome ways if you don't mind sharing some insights into that yeah absolutely so the the most recent two are seller financing so which is absolutely cool right when you think about btbs and seller financing people think just canada and the us same exact thing and then the down payment was promissory notes here from canada now the cool thing with the seller financing there is um both of them the the most the two most recent ones that we did both of them are balloon payments. So we're not gonna make, with, with no payments for the first, one of them is two years, one of them is three years. Um, so no payments, well, obviously there's HOA and there's other things, expenses, but the actual mortgage payments, nothing for two years. So just very, very high cash flow, interest only. I think they're around the five and 6%. And yeah, cause it is hard to get finance in there for us. Well, I know there's the one Canadian bank that's there, but then you have to buy it personally and it can only be up to five with all your Canadian assets as well. So anyway, we didn't want to jump through those hoops, but that's why I went with the seller financing. So that, yeah. that's how we've been doing it there. And it's neat as well, because you can do it on older properties. Like one of them is underperforming. Um, we uh, we actually took a, a, an hour or so and go, went seen that one when we were there. Mm. And, uh, but of course we had looked at it virtually, but um, it was an underperforming property. So we know that uh, that's the one that somebody wants to buy it already, <laughs> um, that we're forcing the appreciation type thing. Or you can also do it with, with uh, pre-construction as well of course um so there's a lot of different ways that you can they can be purchasing properties there if that's something you want to do well good call the other one that we have is the developers holding most of the the financing right so uh, same thing just insert developer as opposed to seller i mean this is so this is so interesting because looking at a vendor take back well looking at first of all let's just take costa rica for example the resale market is not the same as a resale market in for example let's call it ontario and so I think that there might be more appetite as well for somebody that is interested in selling that wants to sell to be willing to do more creative strategies. Now, maybe can you walk us through like how you got that conversation started with the seller? Like, were you virtual on Zoom? Did you go in person? Uh, like, walk us through those steps so that somebody, you know, Right Club Nation member can say, I'm going to do the same thing that Mel and Dave did. And I, here are the steps. Like, walk us through that. So the, uh, these ones were both through a realtor. Um, it, the, the thing with Costa Rica is there's no MLS. Like, we're all so used to just going realtor.ca and looking up whatever deal just got posted, right? There is no MLS, uh, for lack of better wording, uh, there. So let's say they have different realtors, like Century 21 or Remax or, you know, uh, different brokerages, I mean, sorry. That's where you're going to find your realtors uh, is going through there because and something that's kind of funny about Costa Rica is everyone's a realtor there. Everyone. <laughs> everyone. Yes. Uh, yeah. Plus, well, you can attest we're on a boat with our tour guide and he finds out we're in a real estate and oh, 
by the way, I'm 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 a real estate agent. We're like, well, why not? Everyone else is, right? So anyway, it's just one of those. I say that with with humor, obviously, but um, it's finding the investor focused realtors again. And that's once you know how to do it. You like you could take Mel and I plop us anywhere in the world, and and we'll find the investor focused people once you know how to do it, right? So it was just rinse and repeat using the strategies and the tools to do so, and then. Uh, let them find the deals for us. Yeah, and just making sure that you have your exit strategy as well, right? So especially if you're getting into creative financing, especially even more so in a place like Costa Rica where they don't have financial institutions. <laughs> so it is a, it is different than Canada and the States. Um, and, and you do need to know that as well. And that's why I, I kind of mentioned maybe this is not necessarily your first place that you buy. Um, it could still be, but maybe it's not as well, depending on, on your comfort level. But you do have to have that extra exit strategy on how to pay back the lenders because yes okay we're getting this money up front but of course we need to know before we accept the deal how are we going to pay them back so that's always important to remember and i think it's important for yeah. for the right community to, to know that as well because it's exciting you want to get into uh, a vacation home they can go to and all that but again you want to think as an investor and make sure that you have a well plan uh, or a plan well laid out from the beginning yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously the exit strategy is important. Having an exit backup strategy is probably something we also preach in Canada, but even so, you know, it's even more important to, to make sure that you do it off, uh, you know, off our soil. But so just to, to, to wrap our minds around it, essentially the realtors, you know, some properties that they know the seller is willing, is wanting to sell. Maybe they've been on the market for a little bit longer than here. And then you would say, hey, you know, we'd be interested, but on these terms, can you check with your seller if they're interested in this vendor take back? Here's how it works. Um, is that the process that you took then with these two that you bought in Costa Rica? Pretty much. Yeah. Once we had the team, once we found the investor focused realtor that we needed, then again, once you, and we do it all the time, we role play with all our, our, our realtors all the time. It sounds, it sounds a little silly, but it, it works, it right? Works. <laughs> we, got, we got to keep them sharp so they can keep uh, sending us deals. And that's what they did, right? Whenever they're doing listings or if they're getting listings in the office, they start asking because they know, hey, I've got a buyer if there's seller financing here, or they start talking to developers who are willing to hold um, financing. And developers will do it for a, a long period of time as well. Like the ones in, in Mexico, I think they're, they're willing to hold up to like five or six years. So ask. Right? Ask just and ask. find out what's what's doable, what's flexible for them. How much interest rate do they need? What's their term? Are they open to having some kind of balloon strategy? All those types of things that can really help you, number one, get into the deal. Um, and yet they're winning as well. And, and Dave and I, we're, we're huge on win-win on negotiations. Yes, we want to get into places. And yes, we want to win, but we want others to win as well. We're going to take a quick break from the show. Right, Club Nation, let's take a quick minute here to meet our sponsor for the week, Blackjack Contracting. They've been serving Niagara, Hamilton, and Brantford areas, and for the past three years, becoming the area's largest basement suite renovation specialist. That's right, and Blackjack works with real estate investors, both new and experienced, converting single-family homes into multiple legal suites and renovating properties to achieve their maximum potential and value. Absolutely, and they've completed over 100 units from Brantford to Niagara Falls and everywhere in between. They handle everything from permitting and design to final cleaning before you list your rentals. And they also have fully licensed electrical contractors certified with the ESA and take jobs of all sizes. Make sure to check them out at blackjackcontractinginc.ca and also follow them on social media at blackjackcontractinginc. 
And they say investing can sometimes feel like the biggest gamble of your life. But when you have blackjack on your side, the house always wins. So now back to the podcast. And now back to the show. No, I love it. And it's, it's so true. And this strategy can also work kind of reverse as well. So Dave, you mentioned your house, you already have a potential buyer, one of them. Uh, so you guys could hold financing on it as well. So you could kind of flip the coin there and reduce your lenders in Costa Rica. Who knew? <laughs> That's it. So well, and Francois, it's funny that you say that because the realtor knows he said what, you know, yeah, that's what you preach. I said, Hey, tell them to make me an offer. Um, we'll see. And we'll see. Right. And I might take that problem anyway. Yeah. So yeah. absolutely. And we've done that here as well in, in our own city where we of course purchased a lot of properties, but we also held, financing for for other people and 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 i often get the question but mel why would you do that because it benefits us that's why the same reason they did it somebody did it for us in the first place and and if you don't know why people would do that um quite yet well it's because of interest number one you're going to pay them a certain amount of interest whether it's up front or in the end and, and tax benefits as well from a capital gains perspective and if it's not listed already well then i don't have to worry about an agent fee and, and often the negotiation is in my favor as a seller with owner financing because i might get my close if not my entire asking price as well yeah i mean those are all some great benefits and you know obviously from a tax standpoint now you know, if somebody's got a portfolio and all of a sudden, you know, they're liquidating their, you know, five, 10 properties or whatnot, like it probably makes sense not to have as high of a tax year and maybe defer some of them to year two, year three, year four. So, you know, this could be a strategy. And I know we had like, I mean, obviously the, the more complex the deals are, the easier it is to ask for a VTB, but, you know, in the typical smaller residential uh, types of properties, we haven't seen much of that, like in the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years in Ontario, it's more like the bigger multis, the harder things to finance, the land development stuff, the, you know, conversions, the properties that just need so much work. I mean, I'm not to say that you can't find any in the smaller ones, but do you think that like the potential shift in a market, because there's market cycles, right? And we're probably going into a different type of market cycle. Do you think that, that that's going to open up some um, opportunities maybe for this type, this type of, uh, you know, maybe lending a VTB? Um, and, and what do you think the opportunity might be for an investor coming, you know, going in and looking out for the next couple of years? A great question, Sarah. I don't keep saying today, but these are literally, literally questions or things, conversations that I had today with one of our mortgage brokers. I said, what are you seeing? I, I said, well, what are the pros and cons of what's going on in the market right now? I said, just be honest with me. What, what do you think? Uh, we speak on a, uh, probably every three days or so weekly basis. But he said, I like what I'm seeing. It's leveling the playing field. There, there's a lot less, you know, the, the seller has all the leverage and the buyer has to go in with no conditions. Um, and then basically over asking price, it's starting to level things out now. He said, I'm seeing offers with conditions being accepted. I'm seeing financing conditions. Um, so again, it's just leveling the playing field, A, which is why I kind of like it. It's, it's reducing the prices. Now I know people are saying, well, Dave, interest rates are going up. Well, how do I say this? The deal still has to make sense. Whether the interest rate is 2% or whether the interest rate is 6%, right? Because now they're underwriting tighter. Um, the deal still has to make sense, right? So it, whether, like I said, you know, it's just a piece of the puzzle, obviously. Now, the other thing, oh, what, did he, what did he mention? He mentioned two things, leveling the playing field and creative financing. Now, if there was a seller that wants succession plan, uh, sorry, succession planning or wants to exit, 
Well, now that things are tightening up, if they still want to exit that deal, if they still want to move on to the next thing, they're going to have to be open to, I'm not saying every deal is going to be like that, but they're going to be a lot more open to creative financing. So in the creative financing world of things, I think it's only going to get um, better and better for, for buyers that want to have the seller hold or have people do creative financing. Yeah. And the thing is, as much as we're talking quite a bit about seller financing, vendor takebacks today, there's so many different ways as well that you can leverage other people's money to grow. So if I find an amazing deal, whether it's in Ontario or Alberta or in the States or in, in Costa Rica, um, if I can't get owner financing, but it's an amazing deal, I'll find another way to to fund it as well, right? And this is, for example, in Canada, well, you can use some of these RSPs mm -hmm. to fund the deal. And, and there's a lot of people who have RSPs and they are not necessarily happy with their current return on investment. And that's why they may be willing to, to explore funding you their funds um, for a higher return or, or promissory notes as well. And of course, with that, you got to make sure to have a very clear exit strategy and you should always want that for yourself anyhow, but where it's a win-win for them. Uh, they feel secure in the deal because it's very clear and they obviously are making a higher return than they could on their own. No, that's amazing. And as you're entering the US, well, you already entered the US market, that market has seen a lot more creative financing with the big crisis in 2008 and all kinds of things afterwards and Mexico as well. So I have some questions about Mexico. A lot of people are scared to buy there because of the <laughs> land concessions or concession land and all, all that stuff. They're afraid of is it deeded land or all that. Same with Costa Rica. Some of the land is concession land. So how did you guys kind of go around that? Like, did you get deeded properties or how did that work? Honestly, and yes, I know people when they say, oh, you're buying in Mexico, like, aren't you worried? Like, it's been harder to create our, our entities in Mexico and, and get things started there than it was in Costa Rica, in all honesty. Yeah, I know. significantly harder. It took right? way Going longer. To the, anyway, <laughs> so it, it was a lot more time consuming and um, a lot more hoops, in my opinion anyway, than it was in Costa Rica, actually. And then you just have to understand how things work. And, and again, I'm going to sound like a broken record. We have the investor-focused right accountants, the international accountants, the international lawyers, the Mexican lawyers, just, and I'm just talking about our structures, but and you don't have to get that complicated, but it's just understanding that um, Mexico and Canada have a treaty. So you have to do a certain, a certain things a certain way there. Uh, Canada and Costa Rica don't have treaties. So things change, right? And it's all these things that people don't think about. They just go, oh, I'm going to go create an entity there and just start buying. Well, it doesn't work that way, right? And then in regards to the deeded properties, Oh gosh, I won't get too complicated, but you know this philosophy. <laughs> but it, yeah, you can't necessarily, as a Canadian, I can't necessarily own the property there. It has to be through like, uh, let's say the bank or like the lawyer's office, they end up holding. Like, again, you just have to inform yourself. So I won't dive too deep into that. But as long as you understand going in that you're probably, you don't, you'll never really own it. It's kind of like here, well, I'll use North Bay, for example, Lake Nipissing. Mel and I had looked at purchasing a uh, short-term rental house on the lake. And it was on uh, the indigenous lands, right? So I think it was like a 99 year lease. So we would never end up, we would never end up owning the property, but we knew that going into it. So it's, it's kind of the same concept there. Um, yeah, but once you understand it and you have the investor focused people, which I know you're thinking, Dave, you keep saying that it's just, I, I keep harping it because it's so important. So um, but yeah, Mexico is harder to set up than Costa Rica. And it makes a huge difference, investor focused team. Because they know it's not, uh -huh. yes, it's a vacation home. Yes, you're going to check it out in January. 
but it's also a business. So it needs to be set up differently. It's not a cottage that you have by the lake and you just kind of use it or not. This is a business that you're setting up. So um, Mexico is also US dollars, which is amazing. I'm, yes, there's pesos, there's colones, but again, it's US funds, US income, and you have your US entities. So there's a lot of uh, good things happening there. Uh, so what's next for you guys, 2022, by the time this is released, we're going to be kind of halfway <laughs> through the year. So what, what's happening? I, this, this has been a wild ride, but I'm sure you have more in store. <laughs> it's been, yeah, it's been, I mean, it's been a lot of fun and, and uh, we've really been focusing on, on uh, diversifying our portfolio. We still are very much loving uh, Costa Rica, but I think we're going to continue to probably focus in the States as well. There's great places to invest there as well. So probably a combination of, of uh, both uh, continuing to, to grow in Costa Rica, maybe explore some different places as well. We're, we're always in communication with uh, different places and always looking at uh, what, what would make sense. But mm -hmm. I don't know if you have anything to add, but no, <laughs> it's just, right. yeah, I, I still I like Alberta too. I'm always looking at deals out there. I just love how landlord friendly they are. Um, after being in Texas and Florida, and just seeing the rules there, it's like, wow, okay, <laughs> I can I can live with this as an investor, right? Yeah. Uh, but again, still respecting the tenants, but having a little bit more um, teeth to to do some things if if things go uh, well, people don't listen to the rules. We're going to take a quick break from the show. Are you a real estate investor or entrepreneur looking to get out there and network with some awesome people? Then the Have Your Cake and Eat It Too is a retreat you won't want to miss. Treat yourself to a three-day retreat focused on your health, wealth, and time for yourself on the site of the new luxury Inspire Beach Resort. This retreat will include live bands, great speakers, yummy food, delicious drinks, fun activities, and lots of time for networking. For more information and to get your ticket, visit www.saralarby.com. And now back to the show. Mm -hmm. I mean, just looking at Ontario, you know, and I don't know what Costa Rica or Mexico are like, but Ontario is very tenant friendly, right? And uh, have you looked into the tenant landlord rules in, in Mexico and Costa Rica, what that looks like? It was, and these are all short-term rentals. Just so, so basically, as long as we didn't, oh gosh, what was it? Four or six months. As long as someone didn't stay past a third, and don't quote me on that, a certain threshold, they kind of stayed into that short to medium rental and they didn't become a tenant. Uh, so kind of like here with the Innkeepers Act, right? Kind of like a hotel, right? You're, you don't pay, they kick you out. <laughs> or if you make too much noise, they kick you out. Um, yeah, our plans there, short, although we had term. looked at a couple of different options, but for now our plans in those areas are, are Airbnb, uh, but in the States we're going to apply the same. Um, we're looking at some different multifamily areas, but we are looking in specifically uh, friendly, landlord friendly states because it does make a big difference, um, but, as I'm sure if you're yeah. from from a province that is not as landlord friendly as others that you'll you'll you'll, you'll know naturally what that means right it, it is much difficult if, if there's an issue with a with a tenant to evict them it's a very very long process mm -hmm. i mean i heard texas was great <laughs> texas is great yeah yeah, yeah. don't it's quote me but i think 10, it, if 10, they don't yeah like if they don't pay by the third and i went over this with the property anyway I let them do it they don't pay by like something like the third then you have they have 10 days and if they don't pay within that 10 days you basically apply to the sheriff and the sheriff removes them, right? Like it's just kind of, uh, and again, do not quote me on that. I had the conversation a while ago, so do your own research, but 
even less than a month, even if it is a month, considering okay, Ontario. Agree, like we're looking at almost like eight to 10 at this point in Ontario, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could have a baby. Yeah, and that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Like, can you still buy in Ontario? Can you still buy in provinces that I still have hundreds of units in, in Ontario? So, yes, you can still, but make sure you do your numbers and make sure to calculate. You need that safety because it, it it's often a matter of time. Uh, you definitely want to do your due diligence and make sure that you know how to either if you're self-managing how to do it properly or mm-hmm. that you have the right property management company and most importantly that you're managing the property management company right don't, yes. say, don't wash your hands that's not how yeah, it works no. um you have to make sure that you're asking actually Dave I was saying that to somebody today um that you were in a meeting and you know making sure that you're getting these reports to make sure that everything is is on point so you still want to have a little bit of involvement but have that as part of your numbers when you're doing your numbers if you're going to be calculating because Again, it's a big expense if it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you know, you're sharing tons of knowledge. You've done hundreds of units, deals very strategically. Uh, I believe you also offer coaching. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, we have the um, Action Family Mentoring Program. It's a it's a very, very large uh, community. And, and essentially, our program, we teach you how to buy properties using none of your own money. And with all joint venture partners in Canada, the U.S., Mexico, uh, Costa Rica, and some of our students are going to different places as well. Um, and there's uh, there's a video portion. There's uh, some the student clothes. Dominican Republic two, two or three weeks ago, DR, two in the DR. So. Yeah, so pretty neat. It's awesome. Um, and then, of course, they get access to, to us inside the group and all that um, as well. But if anybody's interested in, in booking a call uh, to find out a bit more, they can speak with one of our wealth advisors. And the website for that or the site for that is www.iamreadytoinvest.com, www.iamreadytoinvest.com. It's a very large network as well. So, um, yeah, we've had, uh, we're up to what? I think as of right now, we've been featuring one of our students for the past 85 weeks Whoa. we have mentee money that we do so 85 weeks Francois, you've been one of them. yes you've been one of them as well um but yes we we've had we've been featuring many of our of our students um as well throughout the the weeks and i think we're over 100 there's a list we can't we can't keep up we can't feature every single person but so the results are definitely there as well yeah and it, like you said it's a big community it's a friendly community as well i can testify as well uh, and, and you make a lot of friends. So yes, you mentioned investor-focused power team, but it's good to have other investor friends. I'm sure Sarah is the same. When you're talking to your family or friends, sometimes you talk about real estate and they're like, yeah, I'm not interested. Room. Yeah, that's it. They're like, whatever. <laughs> so you need yeah. to have yeah. investor friends, power team and friends as well. So why not the top, build that community? The average of the top five people you spend the most time with, right? So if you're spending some time with friends, Maybe they could be in real estate investors from Mel and Dave's group. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So, so you've obviously, you know, started exploring other markets. You're going into Texas. Are you also bringing in investors? Uh, you know, like are, are people able to invest with you? Or are you still kind of just doing your thing at this point? Like, well, we're still using uh, other people's money, right? But yeah, the, so we're still raising funds in Canada and the States. Um, but I, in regards to, I just want to make, I just want to, in regards to like the joint ventures, no, we're still kind of solely owning, uh, hopefully, I, I don't know if that's what you meant. So I just want to make, yeah, we're still kind of solely owning them. But if somebody has some private funds or some RSPs that they want to put to work. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Awesome. So the next part of the podcast is the lightning round. So we're going to ask you four questions and you're going to give us the first answer that comes to mind. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. All righty. 
This week's lightning round is brought to you by Butler Mortgages, Canada's number one mortgage brokerage three years in a row. If you need a great mortgage broker to help you with investing in real estate or to help you purchase your next home, reach out to Daniel Patton and Michael Zanzini from Butler Mortgages. You can do that by calling 905-569-8326 or toll free at one 888 and check out their website, butlermortgages.com or by email daniel.patton at butlermortgages.com or michael.zanzini at butlermortgages.com. And let's go to the lightning round. All right. So here's question number one, Mel and Dave, you can answer separately or together, however you want. What is the best piece of advice that you have ever received from another investor or at a networking event? Um, for me, it would be don't take advice from somebody who isn't somewhere where you at a higher level than you want to be at already. So always take advice from somebody who already has is where you want to be, um, because, I've, you know, you, it's very easy to take advice from from other people, from some friends. Um, but surround yourself with, again, you, you know, the what you just finished saying with the five people um, to always uh, make sure to pay attention to who you're taking advice from. Very good. Dave? Yeah. I'm sorry. Do you want to go to or did I take over? No, that no, question? go ahead. You don't, you don't know what you don't know. It's it's so powerful. Very cool. So this leads me to my next question. So you guys have done the lightning round before. So this one's going to be a bit different. Costa Rica, what was your biggest takeaway? Because I'm sure you've noticed some things. What would you say uh, the biggest difference or your takeaway? Oh, for me, I mean, my biggest takeaway was just seeing, uh, I, I just love being around the animals, seeing the, all the monkeys. We got woken up to the monkeys and uh, I was a little freaky at first because we didn't, weren't sure what those noises were. Um, so just the, and it was just always beautiful. Like it doesn't rain for about six months out of the year. So it was just, you wake up and it's beautiful every day. <laughs> Mine would be uh, like Pura Vida, Pura Vida means anything and everything it can mean hello it can mean goodbye it can you know excuse me it can mean live life it's yeah beautiful i life. cut someone off but then went, oh, put a beat and i was like okay i guess okay. it's a word for everything <laughs> and uh lozano sauce you have to try lozano sauce yeah. when you're there amazing awesome all right very cool third question i mean you have hundreds of units all without your own money without any joint ventures what is the one attribute in your opinion that has made you as successful as you are um for me it was just not quitting uh, quitting was just never an option did i have some roadblocks oh, oh yeah did i did i make mistakes absolutely but really identifying why i want to do this and being dedicated that okay if something goes wrong and i and i've had those moments where you know you're i'm like oh i don't know what to do now and i'm stuck and just deciding from the beginning that quitting would never be an option um yeah coaching um, we have three coaches at the moment. So I have a personal coach, Mel is a personal coach, and we have a business coach together. Just coachability. Yeah, continuing to, to invest in yourself because there's two ways to do it. You can try to do it on your own and make a whole lot of mistakes, or you can invest in yourself and, and learn from somebody else's mistake and grow your network as well. Um, and all that and get there way, way, way faster. And yeah, we're always continuing to invest in ourselves as well because we're you know, we practice what we preach. We love continuing to, to better ourselves and better our business. Very cool. Can I ask, I don't need to know who, but like what type of coach, like, are you specifically working with uh, in, in, you know, the, the level that you're at at this point? 
The one guy, he's a business coach. Um, he was in the UK, he's now in Spain, I think it is. And then for our personal coaches, we each have a Tony Robbins coach. Yeah, so it's mindset and all that as well. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. So fourth question in our lightning round is, what do you typically do on a Sunday morning? I think I know part of the answer with all these questions, but I'll let you answer. Uh, Sunday morning, we uh, I guess our newest routine is probably having a big breakfast with with the kids. We have a big uh, big breakfast with the kids. Sometimes we go for a little ride and, and look at some buildings as well. But um, yeah, just kind of relaxing at home. Uh, my co my coffee mug and and uh, just uh, chilling around the the table with the kids. Yeah, that's pretty much a Sunday, right? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, Mel, Dave. That was great. Where can the Right Club Nation reach out and find out more? Yes, thank you so much. Um, so we're on all over social media. Um, if uh, if you don't follow us yet on YouTube, we have a YouTube channel where we release a lot of videos as well, and Instagram and Facebook. Um, if you search for Investor Mel and Dave, you should be able to to find us pretty much anywhere. We're even on TikTok as well. Oh yeah, TikTok. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, I've, I've seen some of your videos. You've got like the dance and everything. Uh, yeah, we we have a lot of oh, we have a lot of fun on TikTok. TikTok is a, it's a whole different, a different platform, platform yeah. but. Uh, we're having fun with it. So amazing, amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on and, uh, you know, sharing the wealth of knowledge and congratulations on continuing and, and now getting outside of Canada. So yes. thanks for being on. Well, thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you so yeah, much for, for listening, us. everyone. And thank you, Francois. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Right Club podcast, where the focus is on helping all levels of real estate investors advance to the next level and help you customize your life. Be sure to tune in next week at rightclub.com slash podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you get a few seconds, please rate the podcast wherever you're listening. It helps the show get noticed by others like you, and we truly appreciate it. And don't forget to subscribe.